The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And he'll be live for two hours. This is Saturday, so you, you have him for two hours today. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that and join us in the channel on Rumble. we got a lot of friends over there. Good to see you guys this morning. And um, <clears throat> also be sure to subscribe to the the channel there, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, is where we're streaming on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then also, before it's news.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot over there uh, among the people who come. And they get a lot of traffic, even in spite of all the censorship. I think there's something about having all these different writers, and they put out all their own stuff, and they draw, I mean, literally more than usually there's there's 10 or 12,000 people on the site at any given time so we have a tremendous opportunity we appreciate uh, Michael getting us up over there on beforeitsnews.com right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter it goes out once a day uh in the evening and uh, that includes all the articles that we have from sonsoflibertymedia.com including the morning show archives so be sure and check that out by the way these are just a couple from yesterday uh Love and tolerance on full display in American for Americans to see. This is Bradley's latest, and uh, those of you watching by way of the video platforms, you'll see um, some crazed lunatic person pushing the trans delusional stuff and the pride and the, the sodomy and the all the other stuff. All right, and uh, this is this comes video feed comes courtesy out of some young people taking a stand there in Wisconsin. So be sure and check that out. Of course, we had Dave Jose. I'm going to speak about that for just a minute here. When I get done pointing these out, this guy, this is from Penn State. A longtime award winning Penn State professor caught performing sexual acts with his dog. 
Now, I'm telling you, this next thing, this bestiality, this was already set in motion with Obama in the military. When he removed all this stuff and the, the male-on-male rape started happening, he removed the adultery out of there, he removed bestiality out of their code of conduct. That's coming too. And all those Republicans who are, who are kind of warming up to the log cabin Republicans and Richard Grinnell and Donald Trump and all those guys, guess what? It won't be long before they line up to, to justify this kind of behavior too. I'm telling you, mark my words, that's where it's going to go. Why? Because once man crosses the line of God's law, and he goes down and he starts justifying males with males and females with females and then adults with children. Well, man and beast isn't far behind. It's not far behind. It's part of God's judgment. It's not waiting on God's judgment. We're in it, guys. We're in it. And this is another one. A whistleblower says that Kaiser Permanente is performing genital mutilation on children at its Southern California hospitals. That is child abuse. It is criminal, and I'm gonna, I want to ask a question. Okay, I'm just going to ask this. You guys have seen some of the videos we put up of the agents of the state surrounding one man. They'll get 20 cars out there, 50 cops. Everybody's got their gun drawn. The guy doesn't have anything. Maybe he has a knife. I've seen some of the videos, like one guy, he was on his knees with a knife, and they've got more than a dozen cops surrounding him, all with their pistols drawn, to try to get this one guy. Now, I want to ask you something. Why do you have weapons? Why do you have weapons? Go back and read your constitution. It's part of you as an individual having that right or that duty to perform in order to secure a free state. How? Through the militia, right? Through the law, the, the rightful constitution, constitutional law enforcers. I want to ask a question. How can we as men know what they're doing and sit back and go, well, I'm not going to act until they come for my guns. Well, then what's the use of them? I'm just asking. The Minutemen didn't have to come out against the Dragoons, uh, you know, guns blazing, but they did come out armed because they had guys who were armed trying to shut down the freedom of the people, the liberty of the liberties of the people. I want to know why this is still going on and why we as men haven't stood up. Now, I'm not in Southern California, but I'm sure it's going on in other places. Just a question for, for us to ponder here. Okay. By the way, if you'd like to call in, you got a comment or a question for me or Kate. Uh, today, the number is 803-619-9855. I do have that open. Most people don't call. I don't even know why I open up the phone line, but it's open if you want to call in. Love to hear from you. 803-619-9855. I want to open up the show with a couple of comments here. Before I bring Kate in, you were listening. If you were in the pre-show music, you were listening to a song called "The Glory," and it was talking about the body of Christ, the blood that was shed for us. And I want to go to Second Corinthians chapter five, and I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Verse six, Second Corinthians chapter five. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body. We're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. It's, that's, that's his desire is to go be with the Lord. But he also understands there's a need here on the earth. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ 
that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord. You get that? Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that we may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ, uh, love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. I want you to keep that in mind when you get these artist renditions of Jesus and these pictures of Jesus, so to speak. You need to get rid of those. He's not like that anymore. That's what he's saying. He's not in the flesh anymore. Uh, in, in the manner of his humility. He's in his, the fullness of his glory. And God says we shouldn't make carved images or any likeness of anything. And contrary to the, uh, uh, the shawl and stuff like that that gets promoted by the Roman Catholics and some people who don't know their Bibles very well as the cloth of Christ, and this is what he... Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so we shouldn't set up those images. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors. We're the go-betweens between God and man. Uh, we're ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen and amen. That's what Jesus did. He became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now I'm going to give one little comment. I'm going to give a comment here about something that came up yesterday. And I'm not, you know, I, I point out the lawless money system that we have and things of that nature. And I, I I'm very uncomfortable uh, for a number of reasons talking about money because of what many false teachers have done with money in the ministry, okay? But I'm going to take just a couple of minutes here before we bring Kate on just to address something yesterday. And there was a guy who left a comment, and he, he said he didn't say it in a rude way, but, but it was basically that, you know, our friend Dave Jose, he does tons of free work in his videos. He does tons of free work for people that he that that contact him to help them he's given the time he told us 14 to 16 hours a day for two two years and because he'll have special classes for people he might charge a fee for that now i don't think there's anything wrong with that nobody out there listening to me would go do your work for nothing none of you you won't do that you believe your time's worth something and if you, many of you, if you have the time to give, you'll give it and not charge. I know that. I know there are people like that. 
And Dave's one of those guys, but he charges for some of his things. So the guy wanted to fuss about, well, you know, we're poor and we shouldn't have to, you know, pay for uh, to defend God's law and the common law and things of this nature. Well, I agree you shouldn't. But the fact of the matter is, is if somebody's going to teach you, their time's worth something. If they're teaching you something good. And in the Old Testament, when the Levites performed the service that they did, what did the people do? They took care of them. It wasn't necessarily with money. It was usually with some sort of food, and God separated out certain parts of the sacrifice that they could eat as well. And they didn't have the land. All this stuff that was, that was different for the Levites, right, who were performing the work of God. just want to take you quickly to the Scripture just to show you, stop with that. Just stop with it, okay? 1 Timothy chapter 5, here's what he says. Verse 16, if any man or woman that believeth have widows, let them relieve them. In other words, let them take care of them. Don't put it, don't make it a burden on the church and let not the church be charged. If you've got a widow in your, in your family and you can take care of them, you take care of them. Don't let the state take care of them and don't put it on the church if you have the means to do it. That it may relieve them that are widows indeed. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And the word honor there is where we get the word honorarium. And you know what an honorarium is, right? Okay. So he's not necessarily saying money, but he is saying make sure their needs are taken care of. And they're worthy of more than just their needs taken care of. Why? Because they're ruling well as elders. Okay. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. They're worthy of double honor. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Now, let me ask you something. Is it that God was concerned about the oxes? Well, yeah, he was. He was concerned about that. But he's teaching something here that if, a, if somebody is working hard, if they're laboring in the word of God and in doctrine, you should support those people. Now, if they're false teachers, you shouldn't be supporting them at all. You should be exposing them. But if they're laboring in the word, and in, and in the doctrines, then they're worthy of double honor because they're, they're counted in here too. I want to read just a couple of other passages just to show you this because I think it is important. This is over from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and listen to the Apostle Paul. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you, for the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Mine answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of our Lord and Cephas? Or I only and Barnabas, have not we power to forbear working? Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard that needeth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? And he quotes, again, back to the ox. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? See what he's saying? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope. Why? Did he get a harvest, right? And that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power. He didn't use it and say, you've got to give us something. Because 
His whole approach was the gospel, but suffer all things lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. And then one final thing, if people have a problem, well, that was Paul. Uh, okay, well, what about what about we read about it in the New Testament? These are just a couple of examples. This is from John chapter 12. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was this ointment not sold or sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag. Going to talk, tell you that in just a second. And bear what was put therein. Jesus said, let her alone, right? And then in the very next chapter, what do we read? For some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Now, just to show you, here's what the word bag is. Glossocomon. It literally means a purse, a chest, a money chest. That's what it, that's what it means. So, in the ministry of Christ, people were giving money to his ministry. They were probably giving him food, too. Not that Jesus couldn't produce that on his own, but they were doing that. I just wanted to address that because some people bring that up as a reason why uh, some people are in ministry. And some people are like that. Second Peter chapter 2, false teachers are in it for the money. That's what they're in it for. But if you find good and godly men who are teaching you the Word of God, and they're instructing you in those things. And like Dave was yesterday, combining the word with how the law is applied in things, those men are worthy of, of honor. They are. When Bradley comes to you on the, on the afternoons, same thing. They're worthy of honor. I'm not going to promote myself. But if you've got somebody who's doing that, they're worthy of your support, even financially and, and otherwise. They, they are. They really are. Anyway, I just wanted to address that yesterday because that came up and a lot of people... I, I tapped on it just briefly, and a lot of people came in and said the same thing. But I want you to understand, when somebody gives themselves to that, and they're doing it, and they've given so much for nothing because they want to help the people, and then they charge if you want a special you know, instruction, you should support that person. You shouldn't be condemning. You really shouldn't. All right. Now, with that said, as a long introduction, I apologize for that. But as always, this is Saturday, and we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Chimrani. Good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Oh, good morning. This is uh, my first show this week. I had to take a sabbatical <laughs> from my shows last week because I'm going to state the obvious here. Um, I think I last had it done, I don't know, 2018, maybe. I decided I'd go and get my eyebrows microbladed. And so what you see now, they're going to be 60% lighter in the next 10 days. But I looked in the mirror when I came home and how I roared with laughter. They were big, red swollen now they're scabby and all i needed was a big cigar like groucho marx <laughs> i've never laughed so much in my life i sent i sent katrina my dog walking buddy a picture anyway we did go on a walk later that evening and she said to me can you make sure you put your sunglasses on <laughs> to cover it but anyway so i thought there was there was no way i could go on unity they were all swollen anyway it was quite funny now before i go on to anything else um uh, I've sent you something on Telegram, Tim, a family. You'll see a lovely family picture. Have you got it? Um, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Hopefully I can get this up here. Yep. 
beautiful, beautiful family. You can see the young man on the left is 15 and, and right was due to take his exams the next day after what I'm going to tell you. And the little, this is near my home. This has happened not far from here. And the little one, I think, is now four years old. And uh, their mother was uh, brutally murdered in her home. What? I'm not going to say the details on here um, because I was told by somebody on the inside. Um, this is where we have to, um, we have Sussex cops down here are really good. A lot of them are really, really good. And I, and I have a couple of friends who are cops. And they've gone all out for this family. And uh, so she was brutally murdered while the children were at school. Um, and it's absolutely horrific what happened to her. And it, it was an absolute, you can imagine, bloodbath. And then her husband, I don't know why, he came home. And he suffered the same and, and even more horrific fate. Well, they're, they're both terrible fates. And those children were at school. And... Um, they're now being taken care of altogether, thankfully, by a family member. And um, they're now without a mother or a father, both of them. And uh, Dave's just coming to join us. And there is a GoFundMe page for those children. It, um, the, the whole story, which I don't know if I can talk about, or just some stuff that I've been told, obviously, but I will in time. But that is... Um, you know, if everybody gave a dollar for that, it, what what's ahead of the children? And um, it was really nice to hear that all all services have pulled together, even the school. You know, uh, um, on what's because of his exams and um, what they're doing for him now. Um, that it that won't impact his life. And uh, it was really wonderful to, to hear that. But when the the story breaks and it's out there, the younger children hopefully won't understand but that f when it really breaks in the details that 15 year old young man um and actually what's behind it the perpetrator of those crimes i can't imagine i cannot imagine what that young man who's old enough to understand and of course he'll he'll want to see and i can't imagine put it that way but there you know this the the there are some wonderful police officers police women as well around those children and I can tell you right now, really wonderful. One in particular is a mother, a wonderful mother. Um, I've known for a long time. So that's what's gone on in the UK. It's it's horrific. Um, but please do, you know, look at that GoFundMe page um, and consider consider donating anything, anything to it. Yeah, let me let me read that out for the radio audience. I put it in the video chat. It's GoFundMe, GoFund.me forward slash five nine small d small d seven small d sixty nine that's gofund.me forward slash fifty nine small d small d seven small d sixty nine if you want to check out check out i'm sure they have something about the story there and uh, if people want to support that they can do that i'm not sure how much they would um um i'm just gonna just put that in the search to see because i know where it happened to see if it has actually because i don't have a tv and i don't read the newspaper it's it is um it's at it 26 actually, almost twenty seven thousand pounds right now yeah it is actually it's been in the news heartbreaking final post by murdered parents the mother was 30 the father 33 and they shared images of their children for weeks and they were apparently it was a lovely family it was a nice home um but the um the 
what's behind all of it will will come to pass and um i can't imagine um that the the police have actually stated that the um the murder was known to them um he was known to them so it was somebody that they both knew yeah and when that all comes to light i think i think i just can't imagine for those children and uh you know for the younger ones which is going to lead me on to what i'm going to talk about at the second part of the show um because um uh, boy did i get get in with tnt thank you tnt at the right time because that station's exploding and they've got big <laughs> things in the pipeline wow and they're really pleased with my show and uh yeah i think i've found found my niche there <laughs> but um yeah, and thanks, Tim, because, you know, I learned I learned the ropes even better when I came on here. So um, we've seen some crazy law now passed in the UK. It's definitely passed. You you can't um, you can't protest if it's going to cause a disruption. The police get to decide if it's going to cause a disruption. Isn't that interesting? The Met Police, I suppose. Um, so, you know, if you're out there campaigning for um you know, your right to wear your LBGT, whatever it is, flag around you and whatever else you think is good, um, that, you know, the rights, that might be allowed, but they might decide that everybody that's out there going, no, we don't want this in the schools, you might be disruptive. So you can go to jail, basically, if you, you organise one. And I think if there's more than two of you, you can go to jail for a decade. So uh, anyone who doesn't believe that we're now living in worse than George Orwell's 1984, um, then you're deluded. You need to go onto the government site and read what they're passing while they're keeping you all entertained with Boris Johnson's party gate and him uh, stepping out of politics so he can't be done. And the fact that, you know, Meghan and Harry, I don't care. Um, actually, I should call them that. I should get a T-shirt that says Meghan and Harry, I don't care. Um, but <laughs> all of that is just to distract you. And while they're doing their usual passing all these um, terrible, terrible laws and everything that's going on and um the fact that it, it is I, I i went grocery shopping yesterday and um you just don't see it creeping up we're told <laughs> we're told that the bank of england's going to put interest rates up again and if you know if you're which is another twelve thousand and something a year on i can't remember on the mortgage i read but i thought gosh that's going to take people's mortgages up to those people up to an extra thousand a month i mean it's 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 crazy and um lots and lots of other stuff about you know the healthcare and, and what can be done and what can't be done what they're doing it's just all here there was a there was a, a hearing at parliament um on wednesday evening about the some pair some relatives sorry of patients that were basically had their lives ended and their deaths hastened with large doses of midazolam the mps were um invited in the members of parliament only one turned up only one so when you pay your council tax people in the uk that's your you're paying for your mp so people should just stop paying i mean these mps are there they're our our members of parliament they're there for their constituency but my member of parliament's not even come back to me yet on uh, what i sent her all the the evidence about 5g no she's not come back yet but then again she is voting for assisted dying as well um, it's disgusting. But um, there was a big thing down at Bexhill because we're having lots of asylum seekers, uh, all fighting age men. 
at a ex-military base down at Bexar, where there's only eight, 200 of them, but there's only eight police officers on duty at any one time. What could possibly go wrong? Oh yeah. Uh, same thing. Same thing happened here. We, we were talking uh, this week about them starting to institute new migrants who are here in the States into the military. And I don't even know if these people have met the time requirement of being a resident, uh, but they don't actually start their citizenship pro- process until they're in the military. And they're non-English speaking people. And, it, and the guy's talking like it's no big deal. Well, some, most of them don't have, need to have a security clearance. Okay, what about the ones who do? And how many are those? And, you know, I asked the same thing. What could possibly go wrong with this scenario? Yeah, and how many of those are still remembering um, the several million men, women, and children, non-combatants murdered in Iraq and Afghanistan in another proxy war, fake war, weapons of mass destructions lie, uh, that actually slaughtered over 14,000 were damaged with the with the um, squalene in the vaccines. What is it? 21 veterans commit suicide every day. So how many of those that are going in uh, have got scores to settle? Uh, you couldn't make, I mean, it just goes round and round and round and round. So let's talk about something else. Let's, and then we'll finish on something good because I, I feel like the merchant of doom. I just want to show you folks, Dave has put in an appearance and look, he's helping me. Dave. Dave. Come on over here. Dave. Dave. He said, I just want your affection, please. And then look at him. He's got the worst breath ever. <laughs> Cow breath. So we, we've got today, we're going to be talking about dairy and a healing diet. Now we had a long introduction for all this. Yeah, and epigenetics. So let's let's get into that because this ought to be very interesting. uh, Because I got to tell you, I I was I'm a I'm a huge fan of the raw milk. I haven't had any in a long time because the guy closed down uh, his his dairy part of his farm over here, and I don't know anybody right around here to have it. But I was always one that liked milk, Um, and so this guy closed down. So we haven't had it in a couple of years actually. But it was you know, we would make butter out of it. We would make our creamers out of it. We would, you know, have the milk and all kinds of other stuff that is used. So I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about that. And I'm sure the audience is as well. Yeah. And I'll intersperse with bits that I've learned along uh, the way since I had cancer. And uh, it's, it's, it'll kind of tell you why I got to where I got, because it's, don't forget, it's a multi- you know, your disease process isn't one thing, it's, unless you're like, you know, irradiated your socks off. Um, but it tends to be a, a multi-slow burn, <laughs> but not anymore. Not with the 5G. Oh, no. Anyway, so dairy. So what do we know about our dairy? Well, it's mostly the Frisian cows, the black and white cows. That's what you see everywhere. That's not the milk we should be drinking. That's the start. That's actually A1 milk. We should be drinking A2 milk. And um, I've said this before about number 67 in, in the amino acid chain is beta casomorphin. That means morphine, morphine. So um, it has a similar effect. So when the child's already got a damaged gut, be it from um, giving your, your child grains too early before the tylen, before the, um, you know, the, the premolars are in. And that's when tylen is made that digests those starches, but all these mad Mad wives are telling them, oh, give your baby baby rice or baby porridge, really watery if they're um, waking up. 
that's because they shouldn't be on that milk, but you, they shouldn't be having anything other than milk until those premolars are in, because that's when the tylin, the enzyme kicks in that digests anything other than baby milk, breast milk. Can you, um, can you clarify? That's why the teeth are called milk teeth. Yeah. Can you clarify what an A1 versus the A2 milk is? I'm, I'm not Well, familiar. A2 milk is more, so you get A2 milk from like the Jersey cows, the brown cows, the big, big cows with the big hump on their back. You know, the big hump on their neck. That's A2 milk. That's, that's, who, that that's what we used to get our milk from. Yeah. And the Maasai warriors in Kenya, uh, they drink that milk. They drink the colostrum before the milk. When the, the cow has the baby, they drink some of the colostrum as well. And uh, I remember seeing them. I remember once actually when I first went there because I was such an ignorant peasant trying to take a photograph of one of them. And he went mental at me because, of course, they believe you're taking their soul. Anyway, slightly digressing. So so we're all, everything's been pushed across now to have this A1 milk, these Frisians. And they're seeing, an, and it'll become apparent when I go on, they're seeing an explosion, an explosion of diabetes type 1 and multiple sclerosis in India. And there's a big, massive con going on where all of their original big humpback cows, all of the embryos are being taken out. Frozen embryos are being taken out of India. I wonder who's getting those. And they're bringing in all of those black and white Frisian cows. And um, I, I spoke to a cardiologist be just before lockdown because I was going to be interviewing him from, from Mumbai. I must try and find him again, actually, dig through all my old notes. Um to talk to him about this very thing. And also there, uh, the, the book, The Devil's in the Milk that I've mentioned, it's a fantastic read. Um, the, the children that came from Samoa that went to, I think it was New Zealand or Australia, one of the two, as soon as they arrived, their incidence went up of type one diabetes. And the only thing that they were doing differently was they began to drink milk in their diet. So we shall go on. So, um, We've covered Professor uh, Eret on this show and uh, avoiding dairy foods, like he said, is a cleansing diet. His diet was called the mucusless diet and he said not to touch milk. We've also done cystic fibrosis on this show and I went all over their website, shocked. Um, and cystic fibrosis, they have so much mucus in the lungs, so much mucus in the gut that they can no longer get good gas exchange. And they also can't absorb their nutrients. And then it gets a lot of bacterial overgrowth. So they end up putting them on masses and masses and masses of antibiotics that eventually don't work. And then they become malnourished. The immunity goes down. They have breathing problems. And the rest is history. They tend not to live till they're very, very old. It's slightly better now, but they have so many drugs. And then they start to go downhill. And nowhere does it say take iodine and have like Professor Eric's diet. Nope. They're just rocking on, eating all the same stuff. And it tells you on the one of the charity websites, we covered it, what to eat, shocking. So dairy foods are tremendous mucus-forming things, and they put a burden on both the respiratory, the digestive, and the immune system. Cow's milk has clogging properties, and pasteurized milk is a relatively dead food as far as nutrition is concerned dead food as far as nutrition is concerned. And what do a huge portion of the population do? They give their babies this milk, formula milk, and it's A1 milk, and it's pasteurized. 
So raw milk can also be difficult to assimilate for people who've got respiratory problems. So if you've already got um, respiratory problems, um, COPD, maybe you've got asthma, uh, maybe you've, uh, you know, you've had worked with a lot of chemicals and you've had pneumonia a lot, it might be difficult. And and that's where you would give it up. Um, Those who experience um, allergies, poor digestion and mucus buildup really it's like, I think it's about a third of the American population and growing. And it's the same here. It's, sorry, a quarter. It's a quarter. And it's the same here. And it's going up. Um, besides lactose sensitivity, uh, many people just can't process the proteins that are in cow's milk. That's the problem. And when you think of <laughs> cheese, cream, everyone's going to all these coffee places and having big cappuccinos. Um they're having massive amounts of lactose that they wouldn't normally have. In fact, it's gone through the roof. And one thing that um, Dr. Vickers and I used to always talk about was, you know, people are told my mother has a glass of milk before she goes to bed every night because she's got osteoporosis. And um, the thing about that is it makes you acidic. So your body pulls calcium from your bones in an attempt to return you back to to homeostasis and bring the pH down. And when it's done its job, it can't go back in the bones. So it goes in the soft tissue and in the blood vessels and on the outside of the the bones as bony spurs. So this is what the doctors are telling them. So Alistair, who you've met uh, on your show, when he broke, I think it was the diet. Yeah, it was the dietitian. They told him to drink two pints of milk a day. That's what they told him to have. And of course, he doesn't. He doesn't touch milk. But just crazy. So people with sensitivity to dairy, as soon as they restrict it and they don't have it, one of the or even just restricting it right down, one of the first things they'll say is they've got more energy, which is is quite remarkable. Um, now this is where. I, I, this is where linking to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, children can be especially sensitive to dairy. Well, if you think how much they give them a shot as soon as they're the day they're born in the heel, the, the with loads of aluminium in it, um, the vitamin K, K shot, then they carry on with the rest of the shots. Uh, mine had had to have TB before they left the hospital, which I shouldn't have, you know, beat myself up about that one, but so they. They can be susceptible to dairy reactions. Think of all the baby vaccines they have. And Rachel Seller, the forensic nurse, and I were discussing, you know, the amount of shrapnel, the heavy metals as well, it leaves in the gut. Then you bring in all the other stuff, like I just talked about, um, giving them giving them um, grains before they've got the, the tiling in the mouth. But not just that. If they do have it, hybridized wheat, which is all the wheat past, I think it was at 1969, where they made it shorter, but bigger yield. And, and all the barbs that are on that. I mean, we just can't process grains because they're not the grains that the Lord gave us. They're not like that at all. So that will make all your holy gut. And then you've got the rest going in. And then it goes through the blood-brain barrier because of your Wi-Fi 2.45 to 5.8 gigahertz. And now you've got the beta case morphin in the brain. And so I'm linking it all together here, going backwards and forwards. So besides childhood allergies, cow's milk can cause loss of iron and loss of hemoglobin. Well, what's your hemoglobin? It's your oxygen carrying capacity on your little red biconcave discs, your erythrocytes. So when you breathe, it goes in your lungs 
And then it goes through that single cell thick wall in the, the little air sacs at the bottom of your lungs, your alveoli, and into your blood. That's gas exchange right there. If you've not got enough hemoglobin, what are you going to get? Breathless. If you're breathless, what are you going to get? Not enough oxygen. You're going to have impairment of all your organs. You're going to be tired. You're going to be out of breath. You're not going to have any energy. And if you continue to inhibit oxygen uh, going to organs, what's going to happen if it's great enough? You're going to start to see your organs breaking down. So uh, they won't work, in other words. So loss of iron is the same thing. You know, you're, you're going to see lots of problems. And with that comes a drop in immunity. So that in infants, it can trigger blood loss from the intestinal tract. So they'll bleed intestinally, internally. Heavy consumption of milk, especially by small children, may lead to vitamin D toxicity, too much vitamin D. And there is some research showing that iron absorption is blocked by as much as 60% after dairy products are eaten in a meal. And so we're not talking about you having, um, you know, having, you know, lots of grapes and some carrot sticks and celery sticks and um, a little bit of chutney and having maybe some sourdough and some, I don't know, whatever you cheese. We're talking about people who have like masses of cheese and they do. I've seen it. You know, they put masses amount of this horrible cheese, cheap cheese piled up on there and or they have a big thick cheese slice on their burgers. Um, Anyway, much as it, of course, it tastes nice. As soon as I said that cheese slice, my mouth started watering. Oh, I'm thinking about oh, that. Oh, I'm so conditioned like Pavlov's dog. I'm thinking <laughs> about that uh, Chipotle cheese that my wife gets. Oh, mercy sake. It make you slap your pizza. Yeah. And you know what? I don't eat cheese um, occasionally. Like very, like twice a year, I'll eat a bit of goat's cheese. But I don't eat cheese. I haven't eaten it since I had the, uh, cancer. I used to eat tons of it. Oh, my word, did I used to eat a lot. Um, I remember the day I got married, it was at this big beautiful fine hotel we only had 12 guests and it cost me about six grand then um but anyway the um it's very famous for its stilton cheese in melton mowbray do you remember i did a show from melton yep and the stilton cheese i remember just before i got married just before i went out i had to like brush my teeth quick i was eating stilton cheese there was, they put a big piece of stilton cheese and crackers and port in the room i was like oh <laughs> which is like smelly old socks <laughs> wow does it taste good and it's it's mold that's on it that's why you're not meant to eat it when you're pregnant but it's okay to have a unlicensed untested uninsured experimental depop shot of course your when you're pregnant but not moldy cheese i think i'll go with the cheese anyway so um there uh so it drops it blocks their iron absorption up to 60 percent after one meal, studies in the New England Journal of Medicine showed that children who were not given cow's milk products during infancy have a dramatically lower risk of diabetes. Well, there you are. And I can tell you right now, they have a lower risk of eczema and asthma because both of those things dramatically improve when you remove the dairy. But then you get all these doctors, fat doctors and nurses. They're generally fat. Uh, they are. And it's just a fact. I was talking to a senior nurse the other day about it. Um, they um, they say, oh, you need to get protein. They need it for protein. That's complete lack of knowledge and total ignorance. Um, total ignorance that they should know this. And this is what the nurses are going to learn because we're going to teach it. And I've got somebody new on board as well. It's all it's all going together. It's all coming. We've got, uh, I've got the meeting with the lady who's now putting it together. Whoa, getting there finally. 
Um, it's, um, anyway, which is I'm going to get on to the second part of the show, why everything takes me so long. Procrastination. Anyway, so the culprit is always the milk protein. Bovine serum albumin, which differs, it uh, differs just enough from human proteins to cause an antibody reaction. Now, this is where I was talking about the children from Samoa and the people in India. So that bovine serum albumin, which differs just enough from human proteins to cause an antibody reaction. So your body mounts an immune response and you develop antibodies. But it's very similar to the um, the beta cells in the pancreas. So they go and attack the beta cells in the pancreas. And that's where you see the type 1 diabetes, um, where they're drinking this milk. That's why you're seeing an explosion of it in India, which is incredible. And also when you think MS is an autoimmune disease, you make antibodies against your own body. And the offending uh, thing sits in your beta cells, which is your thyroid and your myelin sheath. And you don't know that you've got MS until you're 70% down for your myelin sheath. So now I'm going to incorporate myself into it. I was a big milk drinker. Oh, my word. I loved milk. I used to just gut bucket it. When I worked in A&E, they'd bring these great, big, massive gallon boxes down of the stuff. And I always laugh now because it was like a milk bag inside. And um, I, I started to look at my backside. And I thought it started to look like a milk bag. So <laughs> that was what I started to get right back into exercise. But I used to drink a lot of milk. I ate so much cheese. I would have um, a little bit of toast with my butter as opposed to the other way around. Because <laughs> um, it's yummy. And I would also, um, I would do all these whey protein shakes after I'd worked out. I was a massive workout fan. Um, three, four sessions a week, I danced and I used to go cycling and I used to cycle on a static bike. So I was really, really fit, muscular, but getting fatter and fatter and sicker and sicker. I had so many health issues. I had psoriasis. I had uh, on my scalp, um, my eyesight was going downhill. My eyesight's only tired, only when my eyes are tired and I've been reading a lot or going on the computer. First thing in the morning, I'm good to go. I can read. So it's more my eye muscles. But um, I had uh, really my menstrual cycle was up the creek. My thyroid was going down and I got breast cancer, which we're going to get onto. And I can tell you right now, bodybuilders who drink a lot of whey protein have a very, very high incidence of autoimmune diseases. Wow. Yep. And I've read that study somewhere. Yeah, it's all there. Now, so, can I ask you a question? Because I know my boys use some kind of a protein shake that they do, but there's some there's there's a there's a healthy one that can be used. And my my understanding was they used peas for this stuff, which kind yeah, of yeah, I t I sell it <laughs> was it was was strange. So so you get would, my link up, Tim. You would you would well, I don't know you. Oh, is this the good the good uh, the good inside? There you go. Go on there <laughs> and go on to. They go on to the the protein. It's vanilla. I've just had one, and I had in it uh, frozen berry mix, organic. I had frozen uh, mango, organic, and had um, got to put my banana in there. Anyway, I should have had a banana in there, and the vanilla, um, a scoop in it. So when I've done a workout, now I know um, uh, Lee 
he doesn't he he refuses to use any of these things and he was a big work he is a big workout fan and builds muscle and is mega fit and he doesn't use any of those shakes he eats just a real diet natural diet he eats meat and he eats greens and um there's calcium in greens we'll get onto that but i think what a lot of these kids do is they use um the cheap ones they go in the supermarkets they buy the cheap ones well the one on the good inside that i've just given you i i interviewed the ceo years ago it's non-gmo and this is really important and it's organic and it's free from everything it's not got any of the antibiotics the pesticides the herbicides the bovine serum i'm going to get on to that what's in it so it's really important Are you still there tim i'm up i i'm just uh some people have said they've tried your your pea protein and it was very good uh dino says well it sounds like modern food is dangerous even milking yeah all of it is because it's processed that they, they make mm. them put all kinds of chemicals and preservatives and everything else in fact that's kind of interesting i was i was uh I was told by somebody that the reason a lot of times when people die, they've they've gotten so bloated and big and everything is because of all yes. the preservatives that have been built up in their bodies, uh, that they're some of the some of those people are pretty rock solid, uh, if you will. Uh, they're well preserved, even without embalming uh, that they've they've taken in. So yeah, well, you only have this. to look at uh, you only have to look at a McDonald's. It doesn't yeah. even grade. Yeah. But that, you know, I um, if you can eat real foods, you should. But because I don't eat meat and um, and, you know, for, for years and years and years, I had to stop eating fish. I had to stop eating eggs because I was healing from uh, cancer. And then after that, you know, Dr. Gerson did bring in um, uh, eggs and he did bring in fish and poultry and um you know, you you can have that, and, and now I do allow myself eggs every now and again. Not not every day; it's probably one a couple of times a month now. But um, I'll have them as a meal on their own, just soft boiled, sloppy, with a little bit of Celtic sea salt on. And um, I actually had some the other day with asparagus dipped in them. Um, but that is where you know you I, I if like I just did a big big workout. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, but it's. It's great. And uh, so I, I did that. But I think you've got to be really careful. You should try and eat if, you know, I, I was Erin Elizabeth was saying that Joe McCullough has said that a keto diet long term isn't isn't good for you. Hey, what have we been saying forever? Because that would mean that the work of Professor Eric and Dr. Max Gerson is incorrect. So we know it's not. It's not good long term. Um, oh, incidentally, incidentally, I will be Erin Elizabeth's coming on all my shows. Uh, to talk about all the deaths of the doctors. Dr. Rallis is coming on oh, as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah and, I'd love um, to have her come on. Yeah, well, I'll ask, well, because I knew her before COVID. I already know her. Yeah. And uh, who else we've got? Um, Bruce Lipton, hopefully. Um, I just got an email back from them because I contacted them weeks ago and, and and lots of other people. It's really quite cool that they're all coming on, but I'm, I'm pinching myself as well of, of the TNT. And I'm coming to America as well for the red pill expo and i might be doing something else not just appearing speaking at it there might be something else that i'm doing that i've been asked to do which is kind of cool and i'm going to cyprus uh you know dr rallis who you've had on your show yes yeah yeah so i've got to go to Cyprus. i'm going i'm going to go for a week um but i'm going to have a tour guide as well around athens which is great and then I'll be going in the studio because we did a documentary complete with a translator. He set it all up. And I think it was apparently it was really, really well received and made it on mainstream, something like that. And uh, and then they want me to speak to a lot of people out there because they've set up a unvaxxed blood bank. 
Dr. Rallis has, which is incredible. Uh, so, you know, it's really nice. I, I feel, I, I, no, I'm not an imposter. The imposter syndrome. No, I'm not. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. So <laughs> I'm sticking to that one. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so look, let's go back to this. So the, it causes that antibody reaction and that it destroys the insulin producing beta cells in the pancreas. And these kids then get type one diabetes, which is what I was talking about with the children from Samoa. The only thing they did differently um, when they went to, I can't remember, it's Australia or New Zealand. Um, so I'm not going to say it. it's one of the two. Um, they uh, And there's loads of studies on it. The studies are there. But no, they keep making this formula milk for the kids and putting them on it. Even Prem babies, Prem babies do better on breast milk. And you do get people um, donating their breast milk, you know, like wet nurses used to. That's exactly what wet nurses were. So um, so is, is that calcium from the dairy foods good for it as well? Contrary to advertising dairy products, they're not a good source of calcium. Not at all. And we don't absorb the dairy calcium well because of the pasteurizing and processing. And that goes back to the, your raw milk, Tim that it's much easier on the gut to digest. Yeah. But, it's, but you wouldn't be having, um, you know, several cups a day, would you, with a cappuccino and a mocha and a bit of right. high just corn syrup in it? You know, you would just be having what people used to do when they were milking the cow. They'd bring some to the kitchen, a bucket, and that is what would be used. Um, and it would be literally used up in that day, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be stored in the fridge. They'd be waiting for the next one. What's quite interesting here. The, the, it, the pasteurizing and the processing and the high fat content and on an unbalanced ratio of phosphorus. Um, it's interesting, even in the cattle test calves that were given their own mother's milk, their own, from their own mother after it had been pasteurized. Um, they didn't live more than six weeks. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. Wow. So the pasteurized, when they took the milk from the mother, took it away, pasteurized it, and every other bit of garbage they put in it, bought it back, they 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 died before six weeks. Well, that, yeah, and I can see why that would be, because when you're doing pasteurization, people have looked at that. I mean, you're killing off, they're trying to kill off certain things they don't want in there, and they end up destroying everything, and then they try to put stuff, they try to put synthetic stuff back in there for the vitamins and everything else to try to replenish what they've destroyed there. It's, it's no good for you. Kate, we're up against the end of the show here. Let me close out and we'll let you carry on on the other side. Guys, if you want to hear the rest of this, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. And then if you want to jump on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and you can join us in the chat as well. If you'd like to call in, you got a question or comment for Kate, 803-619-9855. Bradley be, will be with you at 3 o'clock for two hours today. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God this week. Uh, and be hospitable. Spur one another on to loving good works. And we'll see you Monday morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Kate, I want to kick it back over to you. Yeah, so when you drink a lot of um, cow's milk, it will actually inhibit the uptake of calcium and other minerals from all your other sources, like your green leafy vegetables, which is full of it. So don't forget, you know, all of your vital minerals, your magnesium, your zinc, um, just digressing. Uh, uh, I've been consolidated learning about the brain and um, the parts of the brain and, and how long it takes for the brain to develop, you know, up to two years, and then it continues till the process is finished. 
by the you know the, the brain full development of the brain begins between naught and two years, not before the baby's born. And then it's completed by the time you're 26, 27. So imagine how much damage you can do to that developing brain. Yeah. And that's exactly the substantia nigra, which is the part of the brain uh, that um, is affected, that leads to Parkinson's. Um, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, what the, the mother's exposed to. So these kids are already born with most of that gone. It's nearly all gone. So then what they then do up to that age of 26 just destroys the rest. And there you see it. There you see where you start to get the Parkinson's. It's incredible. And, and just another little thing as well, when you talk about, the, you know, it'll stop you absorbing your minerals. We've done ma magnesium on this show, which is really important because it makes everything soft. And all your muscle spasms are lack of magnesium. Well, the other yep. thing is when you have loss of energy in the mitochondria, the little powerhouses in your, in, in your cell, the mitochondria, that generate the energy, if you've got loss of energy coupled with loss of magnesium, you don't have enough magnesium, you can't, there's a neurotransport system in your brain that stops, stay with me on this, it stops glutamate, the ratio of glutamate is, is one to, I think it's one to, is it one to a thousand or one to a hundred something, but anyway, it's much greater outside the cell than it is in the cell we're talking brain cells here so this you you have particular brain cells your astrocytes and i think it's your microglia their job is to keep that away from the cell that glutamate so what they do is they have a transport system to take it away from the cells and if you don't have enough magnesium and you're not having enough energy in your mitochondria let's say you're not getting enough sunshine what's going to happen is that transport system is going to break down. So what's going to happen? Glutamate, and, and, and what it does is it causes your neurons to fire and fire till they exhaust and die. What do we see happening? Even a 17-year-old diagnosed with dementia. And incredible. it's on the increase. It, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it really it's is. Kate, it, we've got a, we got a question in here, and this is something that I've always been fascinated with too. I'm sure there's a simple explanation. I've just never looked into it. But... Um, Carol Ann talks, talks, uh, asked the question, basically, what were your thoughts on almond and oat milks? And I know soy milk is something you want to stay away from almond and oat milks and help me, Mr. Simpleton here, who comes up with the idea to get milk from an almond or an oat and how does that work? Well, the milk that you'll buy in the supermarket from, from almonds is it's got, often it's got other things added to it. Water, salt, rice, it might have some oils in it. Some are better than others. Um, I suppose if you are having a tiny bit, um, you know, you've got to weigh up uh, whether it's good. I think, I think uh, just answering another bit of your question, you know, um, as I read it, coconut is better. The coconut milk is better. I personally, at the moment, I, I just have this oat barista. It's not brilliant just because I have one chicory in the morning. I don't drink coffee. I can't drink coffee at all, actually. Even if I go out now and I have a cup of coffee, I, I start to feel like this. <laughs> For anyone who's watching on camera, if I have one, that's a nice shot of my fingernails. One milk coffee, I'm like, eh. So I just can't do it because I've got really sensitive to it. Um, but you can make your own. And it's because people people like 
They, they, I'm sorry, but you've been conditioned to thinking that you need milk. That's the bottom line of it is. But let me get, just, just give you a flick you in a recipe here because it is really yummy. This is a recipe you could if you want to have milk. Get a bag of macadamia nuts. Why do I say macadamia? macadamia? Because they're Hello. really milky creamy. They're yummy, aren't they? Yes, they are. Drop them in your blender. Put some of your spring water or your Berkey or your distiller water in it. You don't want to add tap water unless you're mental because you will be if you keep drinking it. Um, put the water in it. Whiz it up in the blender. Keep doing it. And then get the finest sieve that you've got or cheesecloth paper. And you pour it from that into a jug. Don't throw away the nut. Save that. You can chuck it in a container, put it in your freezer and save it because that's going to do you later as a little crust in a ramekin. In fact, let me tell you now, you can put that into a ramekin dish, spread it around the sides with the back of a spoon, and then you can either use butternut squash or you can use avocado. Butternut squash is yummy because it's sweet. A little bit of orange juice, cacao powder, whiz that up and pour it into that little ramekin dish and shove them in the fridge or in the freezer if you want. And and you can put a walnut on the top when it's semi solid. Oh my word, it's divine! Was it like is a that, is it like a granola bar kind of thing? No, it's a chocolate pot. It's a I, chocolate pot, no chocolate, no sugar. It's just yummy. <laughs> but go back to your milk. Mm. So then you pour it into a bottle. And if you want to have chocolate milk, you can put in the blender at the end. You can put in a couple of dates because they'll sweeten it up before you you sieve it. But then once you've sieved it, you can put cacao cacao powder in don't put too much in because it's really strong and you can shake that up there's your chocolate milk right there and it's good for you so you don't need those hideous bottles there's a drink here called friggy oh my word it's horrific 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 and i just would like to say i think margarine incidentally i've just forgot about this i'm going to get onto this in a minute you mean plastic <laughs> yeah it's about one it's it's about one molecule away from plastic yeah. that like, and they put it in everything. Everything that you buy over the counter is margarine. Anyway, so, yeah, I hope that answers it with not milk. You've been conditioned to think you need milk in your coffee, in your tea, mm. in, in your cereal. Most cereals you don't need unless you're making your own. I, I actually get patients, and I get them having not very many now. I, I get them to have porridge, not many, because the health issues that are coming out now, I've got them on no grains at all. Uh, and, and having much better results for certain things. But those patients <laughs> that they can't have milk, they go, well, what, can I put some milk in my porridge? I go, no. Well, well, what about, can I put some oat milk in my porridge? And I go, but if you soak your porridge overnight, it's going to be really milky because that's where you get oat milk from, porridge oats. So uh, they go, oh, yes. But, you know, you you... I think if you want to have it, don't have very much, you know, don't, you don't need to drink big glasses of it. I just have um, a little, a little tiny bit in my um, chicory with a little bit of honey in the morning. Cause I think, feel like I'm having a cup of coffee, but I don't, I don't, it's a nice thing to have. It's organic chicory. Anyway, does that answer the question? I do hope so. Yes. Yeah, she said, so, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So, Remember hormone residues, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides used in modern cattle raising also inhibit the absorption of, of calcium and minerals, like I've said. And a recent study compared the absorption of calcium from a vegetable source, which was kale, 
uh, with the absorption from cow's milk, the absorption amount of uh, calcium from cow was 41%, but it was only 32% from milk. So there you are. You Don't forget your green leafy vegetables, your really dark green leafy vegetables. They're going to have calcium in them as well. Um, and, and people go, it's like when people go, well, if I don't eat loads and loads and loads of meat and dairy and cheese, where am I going to get my calcium from? And I go, what's the strongest, biggest animal you can think of? And some people get it right. Some people can't think. Elephants. And what do they eat? Vegetation. So it's quite interesting. Uh, besides leafy green vegetables, don't forget this, your nuts, seed, fish, uh, soy foods, but they should be fermented and they should be organic. And they've all got a certain measurable amount of calcium that's good for the body. So you can have that. And then you in your herbs, uh, that, and don't forget, they've also you've also got your calcium, your herbs like seed plants, borage seed, powder arco. Interestingly, they give Park de Alco tea made from the herbs in uh, Dr. Vickers Clinic. All the breast cancer patients have that. Yeah, wild lettuce, nettles, burdock, yellow dock. And they also have healing properties, but they also offer calcium. Um, you can go and you can pick your own seaweed at the beaches. You can do that. And you just have to wash it in a bit of bicarb to get the dog pee off. Um, you know, you can see nettles as well. This is what I love. She's going to be coming on the show at the moment. Simone Plough is in, I think she's in Bosnia, visiting the Bosnian pyramids. Um, oh, my word. That's She's my favorite woman to learn from. Every time I hang out with her. I learned something. In fact, I learned lots of things. She's remarkable. That's awesome. Yeah, she, she, I, I'm all over the place here, but I had dinner at her home recently. And, um, well, it wasn't recently, it was a few weeks ago. I mean, we, she, right at the bottom of her, five doors down from her garden, you just walk down. Is this, is the cliffs to the beach? That's where she lives. It's, she's moved down near me. I'm so delighted. And she took me down these enormous flights of stairs that go down the side of a cliff. I'm back up. Um, but she said to me, we went back after we'd had a nice walk and had a big dinner that she'd cooked. Oh, it was delicious. And then she handed me this little bowl as a dessert. And it was, um, it was, oh, what was it? It's made from tahini, just tahini, cacao powder. And this other herb that's very sweet. And she gave me, I've got and deleted the picture. I'll find out what it is for next week. It comes in, you know, a little pack. You just order it. You only need a tiny bit and it makes it really sweet. And it's just a herb. So it was, if anyone knows in the chat, please tell me. But I'll tell you that, and it's all organic, the little package. She says it will last you ages. So I thought, all these tips, she's great because uh, she's qualified in it all. Um, anyway, so dairy foods aren't a very usable source of protein either in humans. Cow's milk contains proteins that are harmful to our immune systems and repeated exposure, exposure to them disrupts our normal immune response. So um, fish and your poultry are much less damaging, but um, plant proteins pose the least risk. But I'm not advocating, you know, you, you, you don't, what, what I say to people who come to me is I, try, I say, try and have two days that you're completely animal protein free. And that works well, a five to seven ratio for people that are eating, um, you know, when, when they've already got symptoms. I'm not talking about healthy people out there that are got, they're asymptomatic, they're doing it right. But I'm talking about people that are already having symptoms, we, um, the ones that do, you know, they can have meat. So they're generally on fish, white fish, um, and then oily fish, and from a clean source and chicken and turkey. 
but I was, and then they're on um, pulses and chemo. And I always say, you know, because chemo is a fruit seed, but I always say try and, and that's a really good source of protein, try yeah. and have at least two days a week where you're just animal protein free. And yeah. that, that works. Most people can do that. Most people can manage it. Kate, Whereas you don't eat meat. They're like, oh. They're throwing in here. Did you mean stevia for the sweetener? No. No. Okay. I, I didn't figure because that one would be right on the tip of your tongue. We also have a question in here, to, or not a question, but a, kind of a statement. And I, I guess you could speak to this very, very well. Uh, this is from Dunn Firmline. Uh, just found out that I got breast calcified lump. It is cancer. A little help, please. Um, and Kate, you're one who knows well about about that. You've been through it. What would you recommend to this? This uh, well, the first here? thing is she uh, has she had a full uh, full thyroid screen. She needs to get a full thyroid screen. T three, T four, reverse T three, TSH antibodies. That's the first thing. Um, she she needs iodine. That's the next thing. And um, immediately, I would uh, straight away. I'm going to get onto because there are studies showing lobular invasive breast cancer with with the milk when it starts to be brought in. Um, but certainly um, for her, no animal protein at all at this stage because it was Thomas Torberg showed that when you increase animal protein, your T lymphocytes required to kill tumors goes down. And when you limit it, they go up. And, and would you, can always would you recommend, me. would you, okay, email and uh, thank you, AE, naturalnurse at mail.com. That's where you can go. But there's a, also a book that you recommend people uh, would get that you read, which was the Gerson therapy. Is that what it's, is that the name of the book? I want to put the link. I want to put that. Yeah. Link the Gerson the therapy with Charlotte Gerson and Beata Bishop and Beata Bishop, an inc incredible woman. There is actually, um, there's a wonderful Gerson cookbook. It's expensive in shipping. Oh my word. But of course, cause I'm writing a book. I wanted to kind of see, see what they're doing. Um, cause I've, I've done loads of recipes over the years that are my own recipes. Um, so, but, but for that lady who's talking, uh, she needs to completely stop using deodorant. You've got lymph nodes around the breast. She's got calcification in there. And it won't just be in your breast that you've got calcification. It'll be in, it'll be in other glands as well. It won't just be there. You know, does she have a gallbladder? There's so many things here, but she certainly needs to take iodine and she, um, she needs to be on a program immediately, immediately. She's got that diagnosis. Um, so naturalnurseatmail.com, if you come to me, um, I, I'll forward your consult format, but regardless of what you decide to do, regardless of whether you decide to go down the allopathic route, you will do yourself the biggest service by doing a nutrition program at the same time. And, and also if you don't want to go down that route and you just want to do it, it's up to you what you do, but it's always best to be armed with all the information and then you can make those informed decisions. But definitely, definitely diet is key. Because most of these hormone, uh, most of these tumors are hormone driven, high progesterone, high estrogen. Most of these women are uh, postmenopausal or, or perimenopausal. It's it's when they stop ovulating. Oh, can you just speak for a minute? Someone's yeah, sure. on my door, I'm delivering sure. something. That's I'm okay. so sorry. That's Live. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. You guys have heard where I get a doorbell ding or. Somebody knocking on the door coming in as well. Thank you for the question. By the way, if you guys, while we're still on the air, if you want to call in, you can do that. You can ask the question directly to Kate and maybe a follow-up question if you need to do that. 803-619-9855. It's on the screen. Please don't call in at when when we're not live. Okay, please don't use this number for that. I'm, I'm doing this as a favor for the audience because I know some people 
they want to call in. They want to ask questions and stuff. Now I got the phone line up. Nobody calls. So I don't, I don't know. But if you want to call in, you're welcome to do that. I did have a caller earlier. I called back during the show because it rang there, but I didn't see it on the computer. And of course, they wanted to talk about something else, but uh, that's not really what I was dealing with. So if you want to call in 803-619-9855, but call in while we're live. Don't call in, you know, if you're watching the replay. Okay. Thank you. Kate. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, oh, Nelly, the delivery van. I'm trying, I've got the dog by the snout now. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it says you got something from me, mama. <laughs> um, so you, you know, you you've got to really choose fish and poultry are the less damaging and and plant is even better um be careful what you you choose you know you you can have raw milk goat's milk but try to go for unpasteurized kefir and yogurt i know they're pushing that out and they're stopping it uh butter butter's okay in moderation so you can have butter in moderation but again you've got to think about what's in it so you want to have your organic and and you can get raw butter yummy um Eggs, again, as long as um, they're not, um, you know, battery eggs, good organic free range eggs and um, they're whole foods, high in cholesterol, but they're great for balancing lecithins and um, phosphatides. I had to think there. Um, the difference between um, the eggs that you get from the supermarket and the eggs, that you know, Tim, because you've got chickens, the, the yolks will be firmer. They'll be more yellow. So you'll know. Speaking of it's my still- chickens, let me drop this on you before you do that. My wife went and got 12 other chicks, right? We made a very cheap chicken pen. And lo and behold, one of them seemed a little, how shall we say this, antsy? <laughs> And then several seemed that way. And in the morning, they started cockle doodle dueling. <laughs> so we got half of the dozen that were chicks and half that are roosters. So <laughs> you got a stud farm. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to put a sign out there saying, hey, we got some. We got some Stop. cockerels here. We we need to, uh, yeah, we need we need to farm these guys out. Here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, why I said to you, you should yes. literally have a, a, a stud farm. Yes, bring your chickens around here. We'll put up with the cockle doodle doodle doing, and you'll get your you'll get your chickens. That's right. I mean, I can't think of anything better. That's like the nuns at Tyburn. They've got like a hundred chicks, and now they've got Tweedledee and Tweedledum is the two of the cockerels, and then there's another cockerel. So look, when you're having your cheese, don't forget, you know. Commercial cheeses, when they're labeled, even labeled as natural, they have bleach, coagulants, emulsifiers, moisture absorbents, mold inhibitors, and rind dyes that visibly leak into the cheese. It's going to put everybody off. Um, and many restaurants, they'll add synthetic flavors and colors and pre- preservatives. So processed foods are like Velveeta. Oh, this is so revolting. They get their texture from hydrogenated fat, which is revolting. And hydrogenated fat, it just clogs up all your arteries. It's disgusting. Uh, they don't get it from that natural fermentation process. So it's it's totally revolting. Um, so raw is better. So your cheese is like your goat's cheese. Chef, I love goat's cheese. I really do. Yummy. Um, sheep's cheese, that's your feta cheese. Don't forget, they've been eating cheese for thousands of years in the Middle East. But they use feta cheese from sh- the sheep cheese. Um, 
Mozzarella is from buffaloes or sheep. I mean, how nice is mozzarella cheese? I can't have it in the house. Um, it's so delicious and, and lovely with big, big beef tomatoes, a little bit of black pepper and a little bit of Celtic sea salt. Don't forget your Celtic sea salt is better than your pink Himalayan salt because it's got all three magnesiums in it. If you don't have too much. That's the key. Um, raw cream is just incredible. Low-fat cottage cheese. Well, we used to be able to have cottage cheese on the Gerson therapy, and it was very difficult to get. It was organic. So what I would do is I'd get a, a big, massive liter of uh, fat-free organic yogurt, tip it in a, in a cloth, a cheesecloth. That's what they call cheesecloth. And I'd tie it in a knot and then put an elastic band and hang it over the tap and go to bed. And all this stuff would run out. And what you're left with is, is the curds, the cottage cheese. So, you you know, you can make it yourself if need be. Remember, your tofu has got to be got to be uh, organic, as as your soy cheese and fermented, ideally. Um, so this is the bit that, that's crucial. And I I read this when I was diagnosed with cancer years ago. And I've never I, I, I don't I don't like ice cream anyway, thank goodness. Uh, but I used to like gobble up the kids leftovers. Um, I don't I don't like the taste. I don't like, um, you know, if I had if. I, if I have if I have had milk in the past, it makes me feel sick. It coats your tongue. Interestingly, I used to drink so many cups of Assam tea a day. I think 10, 15 cups. I haven't drank tea, as in tea tea. I drink peppermint tea. Everyone now, there's a rumour going around that it's urine. Um, it's not, it's peppermint tea. Um, I haven't drank it in 11 years, over 11 years. Not a cup. The smell of tea actually makes me a bit nauseous. And I don't know whether that's psychosomatic, possibly, because it robs you of your iron if you drink too many cups of tea. Dave's look, doing his sneeze on camera any minute. Look, go for it, Dave. <laughs> he's got an allergy, but you know what he does have? It's not killed any of the cats yet. Evaporated milk. It's like crack cocaine for cats. Everyone says it's bad for them. It doesn't kill any of mine. Um, <laughs> anyway, they live forever. Ronnie was, 23. Ronnie was 23. Maybe I should give Dave some. I'm joking, folks, as soon as he keeps... What did he pee up? His last pee patrol. Oh, um, he peed up my plants on my kitchen window. So it was really nice of him. And then the other day I was washing up and I took my rubber gloves off and put them down on the drainer. And he got himself all settled on the drainer, <laughs> on the gloves, which was quite nice of him, really. And I don't mind, you know, if it, at least if he pees on there, I can let it drain. <laughs> Unbelievable, that cat. Um, only I would love him. No, you can't have him. Um, so <laughs> interestingly... So recombent bovine somatotrophin uh, and uh, recombent bovine growth hormone, they are added into, they're given to the cows to make them produce more milk. This is exactly what they did. Uh, they, they added um, growth hormones to the cattle all down in Argentina. And you saw all the children having precocious puberty, girls hitting puberty at five years old because they were eating all the beef. So they're adding this to the cows, injecting it into the cows to make them have more milk yield. And you see these poor cows on these, these big dairy farms with enormous udders. They can hardly walk when they go to be milked. And I go on the forest and I see, uh, and at the moment I've been going on, uh, you know, to watch the sun go down because it's cool because it's really hot in the UK at the moment. And all the mamas are there with their babies and they don't have enormous udders and the babies are feeding off them. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, so the other thing is 
the cows, because they're given all of these hormones, they get mastitis, inflammation of the milk ducts, mastitis, just like women can get it. And then what do they do? They give them antibiotics. So in your milk, you've got all of that, plus the antibiotics, plus pus. That's in the milk. That's exactly what is in the milk that you are drinking. That's if cost. they get the A1, right? Well, that's, uh, you know, I don't know what they do. That's why I wouldn't drink. Uh, if you're going to be drinking A2, you need to get organic. Well, organic. The, yeah, absolutely. But but it's going to have stuff in it. The, the obvious question I have is, how is pus good for a baby cow? If a cow's if a cow's feeding off of that, how is that good for them? Well, too? they don't they don't do that. This okay. is what they do. They do it in America and they do it in the UK. I don't know about Europe, but I'm sure it's the same. Okay, because I've seen. They take the, the 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 mothers have the babies, and straight away they sex them. Some of the farmers they don't want the males, so they kill them immediately. I've I've even seen footage where they've bludgeoned them to death, right there in front of the mother, just as they've been born, because it's going to cost money to feed it. Uh, if they're lucky. They, they're given powdered milk. They're taken away from the mothers within, I think it's a day or so, or, or even straight away. They take them away and they're given powdered milk in a bucket to stop them suckling. That's what they do. You hear the mothers crying for their babies. You hear the babies crying for their mothers. And that's what they do to them so that they can give you wretched humans the milk that you crave and think you need. That's what they do. Whereas, you know, our cattle would be used traditionally to, to, to bring the grass down, to give milk for the baby and for us. You would, you, you, you know, they don't, when you put cattle in a field, as I understand it, because team, team Kiwi, who's putting them up, doing loads of DIY in my house again today, because he goes back to New Zealand very soon. So he's doing, putting all my blinds up today for me. Um, he told me that um, when you have cattle in a field, and the sheep, they'll just nibble the top, whereas the horses will pull the whole root up. And um, he was telling me why you have the two. So, you know, they'll keep the grass down. But to, for me to, you know, one of the guys on the farm that I went to down in Devon, I was doing a, a talk. Um, Hello, Jeff, because I know you sometimes watch these. And he's the farmer there and he has a huge dairy herd. And he was switching to organic. He's had to get rid of half his herd. And doing wonderful things down there, growing loads of organic stuff and growing herbs. But the, the the young guy working there, he says, I had to get used to them, the crying of the babies when they take them away. You can hear them all night. And I thought, oh, that's so sad. But up on the forest, um, I see all the, the calves with their mums. Oh, it's wonderful. And then at sunset, when I'm up there, and the sun's starting to go down, the matriarch, she's like a foghorn. She starts mooing continually, 20, 30 moos. It's so loud. And all the cows start coming from all over the place with their babies. And as each of them arrive, she greets them and they move aside for her. And then she goes over to each calf and sniffs it. Like she's doing a head count. I don't know. But that'll be the matriarch. It's quite wonderful, wonderful creatures. So that increase uh, increases the mastitis in the cows. And like I said, you know, there was a study showing that there was an increase in prostate cancer and lobular invasive breast cancer once they added um, these things into the, the food chain. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And I, I said that to my consultant I've just after I'd had the surgery. I said, I've just read this. And he went, yeah, that's correct. But then he, they never tell you that. 
I, the only reason I know most of what I know about that was because, oh my word, I went off and just consumed, engulfed myself and learned everything I could over a, a crash course. Myself, my husband, I just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, I wanted to know everything. So look, um, ovarian cancer rates parallel dairy consumption patterns in the world. And that's called the silent killer. Most people don't know they've got ovarian cancer till it's too late. Um, there are symptoms. I had a big cyst. There's another thing right there. I had a cyst the size of an orange on my ovary that was diagnosed shortly after I got married. When the aircraft was descending, I was still working for BA. I, I got in so much pain that uh, I went home, had a nap. And, and then I made an appointment at the doctor and went the next day. From that doctor's surgery, I was in hospital. And Can I, I ask a question about that? Um, how do you have something the size of an orange on an ovary and not know it? I mean, does it not cause well, some discomfort? It's or just something? what they tell you. But I can tell you, I did start to have symptoms. One of the things I noticed was, in fact, I'd, I'd mentioned it when because I was still working some bank shifts at a private hospital a few days a month. That was when I met uh, lovely Victoria who watches your show, Victoria Kane, Marks. And um, I um, I remember sitting down and um, actually, I think she did come to visit me. I think I was working with her at the time. I went to sit down on the chair and the pain came over my hip from the back to the bladder. And um, every time I sat down, it was really uncomfortable. You, you'll get painful intercourse. You'll... Um, when you're, when you're emptying your bladder, you get rebound tendons. So right at the end, as your bladder starts to empty, I got this pain again in my side. And of course, when it got to a certain size and I was in, a, in the aircraft cabin and it's at 14,000 feet when you're flying and then it, you start to descend that pressurization, um, that was when it was really, really, really painful and which spurred me to go to the doctor. And it was when the doctor examined me at that point I was like, oh, and and so this is the kind of thing that you get that bloating feeling. Also, um, ladies out there that will have big cysts. I, when I worked in gynecology in my first job, I was horrified. Some cysts contain teeth, skin and hair from the dermoid cysts. What? Cells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're called dermoid cysts. You can get cysts that are just full of chocolate, uh, of blood. Uh, you can get cysts that are just full of fluid. You get cysts when your iodine is low, where you don't have enough iodine and it's displaced from your thyroid by your chlorine, bromine and fluoride. Lack of iodine in the breasts, again, leads to inflammation cysts, not just cancer, same thing in the thyroid, same thing in the ovaries. So you can get, again, cysts, but there was one particular dermoid cyst and it has teeth and hair and skin in it. I don't mean like a set of false teeth. It'll have, you know, like fragments that are the same as teeth. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's the stuff of horror stories. <laughs> anyway, but I used to sit and even then I was a little sponge for knowledge. That year, that was my, I, I generally worked everywhere for a year that I got bored and then I moved on to the next job. But I was, all the books that were on the wards, you know, when I went, I'd go on my tea break and go and take one of the books and start reading it or in a quiet moment, I'd sit and read. I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated, fascinated by the woman's reproductive system. That's why I know it counted inside out and back to front because I found it interesting because I'm a woman, a biological one, incidentally, not with a blind-ended tube that I'm calling a vagina. Um, thought I'd just get that in soon as it's nearly Pride time. I think it is Pride Month now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so shall we upset everybody again, Tim? Let's go ahead and anyway. do it. 
<laughs> how, can, how can we tie milk and epigenetics into uh, the yeah, transgressors? Uh, exactly. If you're not a biological woman and you're a bloke, uh, you've either got silicon implants underneath. I was going to say. I was going to say. Let's not go way off the beaten path here. But when you were talking about estrogen and stuff like that, that is a lot of what the men will take. Do, do the women also take? I know they take testosterone uh, when they go through these. And you know what they don't tell you? What they don't tell you is how ill you become. Yep. Because I you're taking yep. the cancers and everything else, heart disease, hardening of the arteries. Remember, estrogen is a growth promoter, and they're giving you a synthetic one. Yeah. This is not good. How it would this, only end horribly? Yeah. This this seems to me. Um, this is what I was talking about about the little boy that the parents, it's clear they're involved in child abuse, but mm. I think the little boy was tied with Disney or something, Jazz. And here recently there was a video that came out where the mom is just on it. And this little boy oh, who's, who's, yeah, who's gone through the whole surgery thing, uh, he has to keep something inside his body. Like you said, it's, it's, a, whole, it's, a, it's a wound is what it is. It's not, it's not a sex organ. Um, he has to keep something in there to keep that open. But he, yeah, it's a dilator. He had, a dilator. He, had, he had uh, put on. They don't use it. Um, yeah, it'll close back up. Chew. Yeah, because it's not. Um, it's it's blind ended. And what happens is it, it. It's not that it just closes back up. It might not be um, closing up in its entirety. Yeah. So you'll get little pockets in there that then you get bacteria in, and then pus. And these people can then get. Uh, well, they could get sepsis. They can get. Yeah, sure. So sick they can get. Um, their entire, you know, their entire pelvis can become infected. You, it's a horrible situation. Oh, it is. Well, the uh, thing that I noticed though for this little boy was he went from, you know, very thin and such. Now, I mean, he he looks like he's just been sitting around eating bonbons. And I know some of it is the the uh, the hormones that they're given. But then, it, every time they would show the camera, it was like the kid was just beat, like he was exhausted, tired. And I'm sure this is putting putting a lot of stress on this, on this boy's body. And yet yeah, the mom really? is still, the mom is still pushing the narrative of that. He's a girl. And <laughs> I, it's, insane. it's absolutely incredible to me that there hasn't been any, um, dealing with the parents for child abuse. But here again, you can go tell your sheriff, your cops on the street, Hey, there's laws against, you know, sodomy and all this other, and you're letting these guys do this stuff in the street and everything to go, Oh, well, you know, we're not going to do anything about it, you know, but boy, if you're going five miles over the speed limit, we're going to pull you over and try to rob you. That's highway robbery, by the way, we're going to try to rob you. And if you say something out of line against certain people and they're offended, we're going to arrest you for that. So the, the, the so-called law enforcers are sort of the lawless enablers is what they are. Anyway, didn't mean to get off on that, but that is, that is something that I recognize it comes from what you were talking about before. Yeah. And uh, based just going what you said, and I was listening to something in Irish parliament and there was some politicians saying that people that say things that can hurt another's feelings and all the rest of it. And basically that's what they were saying, but, you know, cause them harm and suffering or, or acts of violence. It might cause acts of violence against them. I don't know. You know how it's like the, the, the yardstick is however long you want to say it is, that they shouldn't be allowed freedoms. Well, what does that mean? Somebody put it together in a great video uh, with some, a Nazi speech at the end. You know, if, if you don't align with what we're saying, we're going to have to take some of your freedoms. Yeah. 
Well, that's but, what they're doing right now. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, they're that doing. Yeah, that is exactly. Uh, I, but, you know, what a, what an interesting time in history. Uh, uh, I'm going to introduce you to a, a young man. Well, he's not that young. He's my age, Tim, who I couldn't believe it that God always brings the right people at the right time. This young man contacted me. I'm saying keep saying young man because he's like a young man. He contacted me on Twitter. And it turned out he used to be a nurse, a pediatric nurse. Then, or, or he was a nurse. Then he became a pediatric chaplain. That's it. He was a nurse and a pediatric chaplain. And he's um, he's uh, lives in America and he's English. And uh, what do you call them? We call them vicars. What do you call them? Uh, we don't pastor? have. Yeah, we don't have vicars. We we usually they'll call them a pastor. That's really their gift. But it's an elder, an overseer, or bishop. And uh, he's he's wonderful. And he's got a new show starting, but I uh, can't remember what I was telling you, but he's, he's fascinating. And the best bit of all is um, he, I just happened to mention somebody, somebody very high profile, who's very much of a man's mind. And uh, inc- everybody knows him worldwide. Everybody knows him. And he said, uh, he said, oh, yes, I know him. You know, I have his private email. We, e- we were in email contact and, and when this gentleman as well converted to Islam and all this. And I was like, Really? I said, I'd really like to interview him. And he went, oh, I'll, I'll contact him. <laughs> just, just get the feather and hit me. Uh, so it, it's just, I can't even remember what I was telling you that there. We were talking about, oh, and he's, we were talking about this. And of course, he's not gay at all. Well, not gay. He's not gay. You can't be at all or a bit, but he's not gay. But it was interesting because we had some very, so, I'm going to say some very straight conversations. Um but in fact, I was watching it, um, this program that he was on with a lawyer who he knows. But right behind him, there were chemtrailing Tim at his house, which is interesting. Yeah. The and there was a cross behind his head of the chemtrail. Huh. Isn't that just something else? Anyway, yeah. well, we got so, about look, we got about twenty minutes here that I can stay, and we want to get on this epigenetics. Now, somebody's asked what that is. It's a study of how your behaviors and environment can change. Or can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. That that sounds very interesting when you talk about some. Yeah, of the I'm going to do. I'm going to do a big in depth, like a big deep, a deep dive into that because mm. um, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, we're always told that you know our genes are set and we can't change that, and and that's a lie because um, they can be upregulated or downregulated. Your genes and what affects them is. Is your environment, but your your environment does what? It affects our emotions, how we feel about things. And so that actually is epigenetics and it will it will cause changes. And um, all around in London, they're building a big genetic testing center on Harley Street. They're doing this so that everyone goes to be uh, gene tested to give their pre uh, um, predetermination of of certain diseases and they are pre-treating people can you believe this so now um more more is starting to be talked about with epigenetics but the bit that's really interesting if you remember uh, i've talked about it on the show every single cell has its own memory whereas before we were told only brain cells have memory but we know that that the, the gut brain link but it's every single cell in your body has its own memory and wh- where's an indication of that well there was a dutch doctor who did a whole study on patients that had been organ recipients they've received organs from other people and they had taken on the characteristics of those donors and one that i was remember i referred to was just a general bloke normal not much about him 
And he woke up and when he started conversing, he said, I've got a desire to paint. So his wife brought him in what she, he told her to get. Never painted in his life. And he po- painted beautiful scenery straight away. And uh, the, the guy who had given him the organ had been a, a lawyer whose hobby was painting scenery. And so that's one. So in the old books, you would have seen the big cauldrons and the, the ones that, um, what do you call them, who eat one another, he, he eat humans, humans that eat humans. What do you call them? Cannibals. Cannibals. Uh, they would, uh, when they would fight another, another clan, tr- tribe, tribe, when they killed them, they would put them in a big pot and boil them. And you'd see these big pots. Do you remember in the storybooks? And they'd be there with a bone through their nose yep. and the, the flames cooking. Uh, they used to do that to get rid of spirits. And if it was their own warriors that died, they would eat them raw. So they knew that things were carried down. They knew. So it's now believed that you memories from your parents will be carried in your cells and that this is starting to come to you know to the forefront so there is the um this is why um weeks ago now um i contacted then i had to send some more stuff to them people you know when you when you ask for interviews they want to know who when it's a big platform the same with a couple of others they wanted a um a copy of a show i'd done to see you know what my format who i was <laughs> so when when we say the life of the flesh is in the blood, God really yeah. means what He says there. Yes. So so l- luckily, people are now saying yes when they find out who I am, not the other way around. Anyway, this. Um, so I know this anyway from all of your your what you don't know that's going on. Your unconscious programming begins before that, before you're born, actually, when you're in the womb. And that's why when you, you notice, you know, when the mother sees her baby and looks at her baby, the baby can be crying. And then when the mother starts talking, the child will stop because it recognizes the voice and the father, if the father's there. And that's why, um, you know, it, it's really important that the parent, that when you give birth, it's quiet and that the child hears the mother's voice and the father's voice, not in a, in a room with loads of strangers coming in and beeping machines and everything else like we've talked about with um, Nikita. So that first seven years, you know, you think you don't talk uh, initially. You're crawling around. You're just learning. You know, every single crumb on the floor or whatever it is, you put it to your mouth. To, to That's how you feel as a child. So you're learning, learning, learning. Remember, I've said to you that the brain, when you're, is formed, but the brain develops from um, up to the age of two, and then it continues until 26 years of age. So, um, you know, when you, when you think of that, so what happens in your first seven years is your, your programming. And it's very, very interesting because that programming will, um, uh, so, so for instance, when you're driving home in your car, you can be chatting on the phone, if not, not on a handset, free, free hands, um, or you can be thinking of what you're going to do later that day. And when you get home, you think, gosh, I don't remember driving home, but that's your, it's already in your unconscious program. You, you know how to do it because that repet- repetitiveness, you've done it over and over and over again. Well, that is like, um, you know, w- what we do is we take that programming that happened in our early years and it can have a negative or positive influence on our lives without even realizing it. And the, the brain itself, um, 
right hemisphere, left hemisphere. The right hemisphere is is your emotion side, and the left is your intellect. And if you remember that, um, you know, ninety five. They call it the love. You know, when you think about ninety three percent of your DNA function is light and sound transmission and reception. That's what it is. So they should work um, together. Your right and left side should work together. But they don't because of often this programming for your first seven years. And there are ways to test it. And and I'm going to do this pre- this show on it in depth because I'm learning about it lots and lots. Um, got several books on it. But also after that, I'm going to do a, a show on retained reflexes, which my son had, which I ended up getting loads of books for the teachers and training. And she, the head teacher actually left and went, really, it's amazing. Retained reflexes. And one of the things is my my son, when he was writing, he couldn't go from left to right with his eyes. There'd be a jump. For us, when we read a book from right to left, uh, sorry, left to right, it's easy for us to go backwards. You you can't do that. And it's really, really interesting, the sides of the brain. And um, so I put out epigenetics. So, so if I talk just without going into too much detail, because of something I'm doing just now is... Um, with my the breakdown of my my marriage and then coming out of it and then my children growing up and and having teenagers in in a single parent family has its own traumas and um um i i was very shut down very the emotional side of my brain was completely shut down i was kind of all right with the dogs but i became completely closed off and i couldn't i didn't feel didn't feel joy anymore um, I might smile when I see my dogs running and playing, but I felt no more joy. Nothing did it for me anymore. And um, it, it wasn't instant. It was like a dripping tap into a bucket. But with that closing down, my intellect side went, went right up, which compounded it. So I was able to retain loads and loads of information, but I became even more closed off, more closed off, more closed off. And um, you have to unpick so, so why do we get like that? And what happens is we, we're only, um, I can't remember the percentage now, but it's something really, really low of our, so 95% of our conscious mind is thinking all the time. Think, 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 think. We think all day long, don't we? Think, 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 think. Yep. But our unconscious, which is 5%, can have the biggest impact. So if what's in your programming for your first seven years of age is very negative. It's going to be running in the background. So when you're driving home and you're not thinking and you're on autopilot or you're, you're not thinking about what you're doing, what's taking over? That 5%. Interesting. So if, so if you're doing stuff in your life and um, that is running in the background, so when we think, you know, you know when I get up in the morning, who, who is like this that listens to the show? I have a good night's sleep. And, and generally now I try and make sure I am in bed and asleep really early. Um, it might be a couple of nights I'm late, but I generally feel wretched the next day. But I'm, I'm up right now every day before 5.30. Um, who, who gets up in the morning and like, like, today's the day. I'm, I'm on that diet. I'm going to clean my closet out. I'm going to get outside and hoe the, I'm going to mow the garden, hoe the garden. And then I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do my weights. I'm going to do my run. I'm going to go out and go like, you get to the end of the day, and you've done like two things. <laughs> Who's done that? And you think I'm not very productive. 
I was, I've had all day to do it. Why didn't I get it done? Why didn't I get it done? Because in the background is that negative program running and it actually starts to sabotage your life. And that's your epigenetics. It's absolutely incredible. It's, it's so interesting, Tim. Um, and when you, I'm going to send you a, a video. I'll send you, a, uh, there's so many out there, but I'll send you, find one that's really good. And um, it is so interesting because you, what you, what you'll do is, what is, what is, uh, so for me, I love learning about nutrition and health and healing and catching my friend says to me, <laughs> how can you remember that? Like I'll scan a page really quickly. And something will jump out at me and then I'll go off and look, look it up as a reference. And I just go because it's interesting for me. And then the bits that clearly resonate with my uh, whatever's in my program that I might have put in it. And then I'm off and I look at it all and I remember it. But the bits that I find very difficult, very, very difficult. And I don't know why. And I want to do them, but then I don't I don't get them done or they don't quite turn out the way I want it to do. Not just tasks, but you know, situations in my life, relationships, um, is because when I'm not thinking about it, the system that's running in the background. So, so let's say, let's say this, here's a good, a good, I'm just trying to think of a good analogy. Let's say you're single and you're sassy and you've got your new outfit and you see the fella that you really like. So you walk down the road with your best walk, don't you? You think I've got to look head high stomach pulled in, chest out, walking like you're straight off a catwalk. And you're you're putting one foot in front of the other. So your walk looks elongated and elegant and perfect, right? Because you're thinking about it. It's got all of your attention focused right then, right there. I do none of that because I don't have a guy I'm trying to impress here. <laughs> but, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> but I bet, I bet when you were dating your lovely wife, and you were very, I bet when you first went out for dinner with your lovely wife, you didn't chow into your dinner. I bet you didn't put your beard over your shoulder and just like put that napkin around your neck and just head right into that food, those ribs, whatever it was, like you hadn't seen food in weeks. You were probably a bit more careful, a bit more delicate, a bit more watching your manners because you're focused on it because your wife's watching you and you, you know, you want to make the best impression. So you're concentrating on what you're doing. You're thinking about it. Well, let's let going down the road. Now, no one's watching us. We don't care who's watching us. No one's of any interest. We're thinking about something completely different. So now we're walking the way we walk. We're just walking the way we walk, whatever our program, we learn to walk. No one showed us how to do it. Just learn to walk. Well, what if what we do and the way we talk the way we engage with people, when we're not thinking about it, uh, the way that we um, manage, let's say somebody barks at us in the supermarket um, and we really think about it. We think, what's gone on in that person's life that's made them act like that towards me? I'm going to really think about how I respond here because, you know, my response I can control. Then we might go, well, that's okay, not a problem. Um, let me get that or, oh, oh, sure. No problem. I can put that back. Now, if, if we're on autopilot, cause we're thinking I need to get home. I've got to get the kids from school. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Someone really gives us something in, you know, gives us some mouth in the supermarket. We'll turn around and go, oh, shut up. What's it got to do with you? Mind your own business. So do you see what I mean? Where did we learn yep. to be hostile? Where did we learn to be that way hmm. in our first seven years of 
programming. It's that. So a lot of our antisocial behavior, a lot of our breakdown in our relationships with our loved ones, with our with our partners, with boyfriends, girlfriends we've had through our lives, in our jobs, the way we 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 um we take criticism, the way we take criticism, um, the way we take um compliments, the way we take compliments about ourselves. What if we actually were told our whole lives Oh, you can't do that. You're rubbish. Oh, you won't be able to finish that. Oh, you'll never be able to do that. Oh, that's you. Half a job. You never get anything finished. That's going to become our program. So we'll believe that of ourselves. So we might be just running on autopilot doing our job, but we might not do it very well or we might not finish it. And we then think, oh, it's just me, but it's not. It's not. It's that first seven years and you have to reprogram and everyone yeah. can do it. Uh, well, I think this is I think this is part of the reason why God tells the parents, Deuteronomy 6, to teach their children diligently these things as they're growing up. I guess this is the programming. This is the background stuff. It's all in and scripture. I've never, I've never thought of it in terms of that, but I have thought of it in terms of how you develop their worldview, of, of course. And that worldview helps to filter out things as they come in contact with it. Because the fact of the matter is, as much as we try to to protect our children, we realize that we have to raise them to be somewhat discerning uh, in the world they're going to go out. Because eventually mom and dad's not going to be there. They're going to be making decisions on their own. And we want them to have those filters in place that they can discern good and evil as God has stated it, not as in them figuring it out. Kate, um, let's close out the show here. Do you got a final word you want to give to people? And then I want to tell people about the protest that's going to be going on um, in about an hour from now up there in Minnesota. But I'm going to turn it over to you for a final word. Yep, I'm on TNT Radio tomorrow live at 12 midday British summertime or 11 a.m. GMT. And we're talking about child trafficking. And we've got Dr. Mary Crowley coming on. So, um, and I'm going to give you some history about that. This is nothing new. I'm going to go right back. I'm on Unity News Network this week. I think I've got Dr. Radis coming on with me. I think it's this Wednesday. I've got so many books in the diary. And I am on Awake the Nation on Thursdays at, I think that's 1 p.m. USA Eastern time, is it? Because it's 6 p.m. for me. I'm on there with uh, doctors, different people. That's kind of cool. I'm on with you on a Saturday. And I am on uh, with Pastor McLeod Healing Encounters after Unity News, which is at 8 p.m. now, British summertime, 7 p.m. GMT. We've changed the slots for an hour. Then I do a thing with Pastor McLeod. Um, so you can get me on naturalnurse.mail.com if it's for health issues or you would like a personal individualized program. If you want to tell me what you're seeing or anything like that, or you need some direction, Kate Shimmer on it, gmail.com. Please be patient. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting through them and uh, lots of great interviews coming up. I've been I've worked really hard at getting different topics and different people in, uh, which is kind of cool because it's opening up lots of doors. And I'll see you with the Red Pill Expo in August, as long as they let me in the country. <laughs> well, yeah, they might. And they might end up telling you, hey, we're, we're going to have to have you take that uh, shot there, Kate, or you're going to have to sneak in another way, something like that. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Uh, we appreciate you as always giving of your time and the information there. You know a lot of people really benefit. They really do. And I'm one of them. Okay. This is real quick. About an hour from now, 10 o'clock central standard time. Sons of Liberty are going to be at the target Buffalo store um, or target store in Buffalo, Minnesota. The address is 1300 highway 55 Northeast Buffalo, Minnesota. Um, you can go out there, Bradley, 
And I'm assuming some members of his family are going to be there. Um, he already has some people who said they're going to be there. I guess we'll see what happens as people come. Now, <clears throat> I told you we were going to try to cover that. Uh, I got in touch with him yesterday. He had, not, he had not decided. He says, no, let's just not cover that. So I'm assuming he's going to be on the radio today. So it will be from 10 to 1 o'clock Central Time there at the Target store in Buffalo, Minnesota. If you guys want to join, if you can be there, go there and support that. Um, if you can't, pray for those who are there. God will give them boldness and clarity. And uh, and that he'll he'll do something great. I mean, just because his people show up to uh, expose the evil that's going on there at the Target. But uh, go and check that out. And then I'm sure Bradley will be talking about it. He may have video or something, I don't know, on the radio today. That'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern Time or 2 p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com is where you can catch that. Guys, have a great day, great weekend, Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. <clears throat> Again, I can't stress this enough. If you don't have a church, that's fine. Get with the church. Invite some people over for a meal. Be hospitable. Spur them on to love and good works. You say, I'm not a preacher. Don't have to be. Just open up the scriptures. Pick out a psalm. Hey, try Psalm 149 on for, for change. Read that at the dinner table. Thank God for his goodness. Pray for them and uh, and build them up and have some fellowship and start, you know, building the ecclesia in that way. Start opening up your home. That's one of the biggest ways. When you go to the New Testament, one of the things that they're doing, they're constantly opening up their home. They're having prayer meetings in there. They're having teaching sessions. All of that's going on in the home. It's not going in a church building. It's going on in the home. So open up your home and uh, build one another up, and then we'll see you, Lord willing, bright and early, Monday morning, 6 a.m. Talk to you then.